I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing. You know, there was no kind of method to the madness, which in a way, you know, now, now, now I say it out loud, there's kind of a beautiful purity about that because the, the less you know, the more open you are to certain things. Whereas the more you learn, you can sometimes get a little bit imprisoned by the uh, bunny ears, which you can't say rules of photography per se. Which is... This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are going to talk about some of the coolest stuff that I can imagine. We're talking with Dan Jin. Dan is a travel and street photographer, mostly, but there's a lot of other cool stuff in there, too. And he's had his work in The Guardian, Petapixel, Street Photography Magazine, Fujifilm Passion. It just goes on and on and on. Um, he's, he's been in Blank Wall, the London Photo Festival, F-Stop. He's doing some really, really cool work, and he's got a project underway that when I first thought about it, or when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then I took a look at it, and I said, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, th th this is something called Twin Cities. So, Dan, how are you doing today? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Scott. That is, uh, that's a, a lovely introduction, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. <laughs> we're, um, we're, we're in good spirits here in the UK, so there's no complaints from me. I'm very well, thank you. Well, very cool. And, and we're going to begin in a, a non-traditional spot because you and I were just talking a minute before we hit the record button, and there's some breaking news in your life. You went to a flea market. Yeah, you went to a flea market to see a bargain. You came home without any stuff to add to your house, but maybe a good image. And, and the, the, the reason I want to start there is because we've all done that. We've gone to a flea market or a garage sale or something, and, and it's so visually rich. And so you start taking pictures and you wonder, okay, you know, is, is it too loud? Is it too much? You know, did, did I find any kind of depth in this? So, I mean, we get the chance to talk about the last couple hours of your life, man. I mean, tell me about the image that might just change the world. Well, I know we're about to cra crash the internet. Dan Jin went to a flea market. So, you know. <laughs> TMZ and everything's going to, it's going to, uh, the world's going to explode. Yeah, the, the other line is already ringing. So, okay. Yeah. No, so um, was it was my first flea market. I will say that. And it was, I'm going to say young gentleman. That's how I would, but he was dressed very flamboyantly. So, I, I couldn't confirm exactly exactly how how this young individual we'll call him a young individual identifies, but he's is okay. is 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 in this colourful clothing, which I've I've just said colourful clothing. I've realised I shot in I use Fuji film. I shot in monochrome, so I've I've already put him in black and white. But, um, <laughs> but he's there, and it, it's hot weather here in the UK, and he's fanning himself down. He's got these beautiful long locks of hair, and he's just he's completely in his own kind of element and he's i'm very close to him but he, he he doesn't care about me he doesn't he has no interest in me he's just in his moment and it was just just in that feeling a great capture but what i try not to do scott i try not to chimp i try not to see if i got the shot until i get home and uh -huh. get it on the laptop so i've i've not reviewed it as of yet but you know it's, it, it won't break the internet it won't change the world but i think i've got something that'll give me a little bit of um an endorphin rush once it's all oh, cool. up and ready. 
I, I, I had to start though because we all know that feeling where, where you know b- between camera and computer, and and you're thinking in your head, I hope you know, I hope I got it, I hope I got it, <laughs> yeah. um, and then you know nine times out of ten you think, well, it was a good idea, but you know maybe, <laughs> maybe not the best photograph. You you've got. A, a cool um, sort of a vibe going on with your website and stuff. And you talk an awful lot about travel, about, you know, the, the, you've gone all over the world mm-hmm. and now you sort of come home. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about, you know, escaping leads, you know, getting out, seeing the world. But, t- but talk to me, you know, as a photographer on the value of re-seeing home when you've had all of this other wonderful experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to start by saying I, I feel extremely privileged to have seen as of much as the world as as I've seen. You know, I um, I, I feel very lucky because it's 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 not something that everybody gets to do, relatively speaking. So so right. it's not lost right. on me how 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 lucky I've I've been. So I left Leeds ten years ago. I did five years in London, which is kind of where I cut my teeth as a photographer, and then I did five years of travel. Mm-hmm. Circumstances, just being life. I found myself back in Leeds in March this year. And this is going to sound really silly considering I grew up here, but it kind of feels like I'm still traveling because the city has evolved so much whilst still being mixed with things that I'm familiar with growing up. So it's it's kind of like this journey of connecting to childhood, but also rediscovering the city with a with a, um, an adult's kind of eyes, if that makes sense. Um mm-hmm an appreciation for for what the city has to offer and you know and and seeing much of the world and i've i've seen i love everywhere i go to be honest with you scott but you know i there's there's no denying that some parts of the world i've been are, are very tough you know that they, they don't have the luxuries that that i was afforded i guess growing mm-hmm. up in 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 england but you don't appreciate that when you're younger you know you think i'm growing up in the north of england which has traditionally been kind of the tough part of the country and right. and you know we don't get it as good as they do down in the big city and people don't care about us and and you come back and you think well actually there's a lot going on here there's a great art kind of vibe here there's there's you know it's 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 a beautiful city so it's been a privilege to kind of fall back in love with it again and, mm-hmm. and 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 coming back with my camera as well has really allowed me to hyper focus on things because you know that's just the nature of of what photography is. It, it, it forces us to stop and kind of look at what's around us and and appreciate it. Hopefully, and and that's certainly what's happened with me coming back to Leeds. Oh man, you know it, it's always I've always loved the verb trouble, n- not as a, as a noun, you know, but, but like you would you would trouble the surface of a pond, but you know by placing your finger on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and 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 I do think that photographers, one of our jobs is to trouble what is normal. Mm-hmm. Um. Just just and so perspective, of course, you know, to, to have all this travel and come home is one way to trouble your 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 notion of what is normal. But let, let let's let's go back, and we'll come back to the present in a minute. You credit your nana, your your grandmother, with with starting your your photographic career so t- tell me about that but then also tell me about the five years in london where you say you were cutting your teeth as a photographer sure um i mean start, starting with my, my nana right unfortunately it was uh, a retrospective appreciation of her influence um, and uh-huh. that didn't come until after she she'd passed away but just kind of as i got into my, my 30s and you, th- you start to maybe reflect on on earlier life and things like that i i did just remember every weekend or, or whenever I used to go and visit my Nana, she lived very close. So, so I saw her quite a lot. We'd just dig out old photographs and 
I think sometimes photographers, myself included, for many years, we, we, we connect our initial affiliation with the craft when we started making photographs. But actually, I realized my affiliation with it was from a level of a consumer, I guess. You know, I was consuming family photographs mm-hmm. without kind of thinking about how images were made or anything like that. And that passion of just looking at images, I have no doubt, you know, that that, that slowly influenced later down the line the, the action to start making photographs. So what, was, she tell, what, was she telling you stories as, as you would look at an image? She'd say, oh, you know, oh, this is Cousin Bob or Cousin Susie and you know, this is when they fill in, you know. Yeah, and, 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 and this is why I have to pay so much credit to her because uh, she'd tell me the same stories with as much enthusiasm as enthusiasm and passion as she as she did you know the last week or the week before that because I'd always be like no no tell me the story of the da, 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 da. so I was, I was very lucky to have someone like that and yeah it's just I, I don't want to say it's a shame but it's, it's it's a little bit sad that I've never been able to tell her that because I, right. I, just, I didn't realize it so fast forward into London yeah I just I felt like I'd always been a creative soul. I was a DJ in my kind of teens and early twenties. Mm-hmm. I, I went to London to do stand-up, com- uh, stand-up comedy, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> and I, I did okay with it. No, nothing, nothing grand, but I did okay with it. And then, and then, yeah, I just, I, I, I'd got into a position in life where I could buy a camera and just, yeah, London, I mean, I ca- the, the amount of miles and hours just exploring that city with a camera, it was just, it was, uh, yeah, it was, you know, very fond memories of it, to be honest with you. London's such mm-hmm. a beautiful city. Um, and it was where I was able to make my mistakes. I still make mistakes, but it was where I was able to make a lot of my early kind of photography mistakes, but without getting disheartened because I was in an environment that was just so inspiring and so just dreamlike to be around that you didn't, I didn't really care if the photograph was good or not. I was just walking around with a smile on my face that I'm in London, the capital of England, making photographs. Check me out, you know? <laughs> well, well, no, wait, but stop there. Okay, so what, 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 is, what is a mistake when you're doing street work in London? I mean, you can do a cliche. You can say, you know, I've taken the same picture of Brick Lane that everybody else has, or, you know, here's yet another picture of, of a, you know, the tube. What, what is a mistake? I, yeah, I think, well, that's, that's a good point. And you could argue that there aren't really any mistakes. There's, we just are, we're just doing, we're just creating. So maybe, right. maybe mistake is not the right word. Maybe cliche, you're right. Maybe cliche is more kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about what I was doing. You know, there was no kind of method to the madness, which in a way, you know, now, now, now I say it out loud, there's kind of a beautiful purity about that because the, uh-huh. the less you know the more open you are to certain things whereas the more you learn you can sometimes get a little bit imprisoned by the uh, bunny ears which you can't say rules of photography per se which you, which is not necessarily a good thing but no I, I was just I didn't have an identity I think that that's that's the the, the fair thing to say Scott I just I was mm-hmm. just out making photographs not really thinking about who I was a, as a photographer uh, or where I was going as a photographer and there's kind of a niceness to that, to be honest with you, now, now I think about it. Well, I think that's a way to discover an identity or a voice. You, you shoot everything, and then you start looking at, well, okay, what's what's speaking to me? Um, do you remember some early shots that you considered personal successes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I still look, I've, I've saved everything. Everything's backed up, you know, I'm... <laughs> Whether it's, whether it's, I don't care how old or, you know, quote unquote bad it is, whatever you want to define that to be, it's everything I've shot, I've, I've pretty much saved. And there's often, I look back at photos that I made 10 years ago, 
where you may say, okay, stylistically, I've advanced if, if, if you want, but, um, but they still give me a, a great feeling. There's this, um, photograph that it's just come into my mind. It's of, um, a more older couple just looking at a clock and just, just them both sharing that moment together, kind of, I don't want to say they were running out of time. That sounds quite crude considering they were a little bit older, but just, they were just like, they were going through time and life together and it wasn't necessarily technically a great photograph, but it just, it's, it said something to me and, and Mm -hmm. I, and I like that and I'm fond of that. So yeah, there's, there's so many images from that time. And it's also just reminds me of a time where, where I first entered kind of photography on a serious level where I, where it became very much part of my, DNA, so to speak. And so, yeah, there's, there's so many photos from back then that I just, I'm, I'm, I'm eternally in love with. Were you trying to get your work out back then? Were you, you know, talking to galleries and magazines and, and, you know, trying to make a name for yourself? (laughs) I was a very overzealous individual (laughs) and especially because I I did a lot of photography blogging as well. I was very opinionated, which I don't necessarily apologize for, but looking back now, I can, I could see why some more experienced photographers, didn't warm to me that (laughs) (laughs) because I I was, I was very, I I kind of, you know, you know, the saying fake it until you make it. So to speak, whatever making it means, who who, who knows, but, but I was definitely faking it. I was, I was, I I was somehow wanting to create this illusion that I'd, I'd, I'd been doing photography much longer than, than, than I really had. And without lying or deceiving anyone, it was just the thoughts and opinions. I'd go so hard on them. Um, this is how you should photograph this. or that's why you shouldn't photograph that. So I was a bit overzealous, um, which kind of was a good thing because it just threw me in the deep end and I, I started making, you know, a, a kind of career out of writing about photography, which which was, we can maybe go into later if you want. Okay, so five years in London and then you hit the road. Yes. I started with my girlfriend at the time. It took us about two weeks of traveling together to realize this isn't forever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. Uh, she, she, the, the, yeah, the result of travel. Okay. Yeah, she, she, lovely girl, but you know, we we just weren't meant to be together. But I, you know, I I, I have to give her a lot of credit because she she was very much a catalyst for getting me on the road and kind of helping me overcome any kind of like you know what if we disappear forever kind of thing, any worries I had about traveling. So yeah, we ended up in Central America. And then, yeah, I mean, and then it was just, we broke up and then I just kept going. And then up until March this year, it's just been everywhere from India, Asia, Europe, North America, South America, Central America, India, just living life with a, with a camera and two bags. And it's honestly, I can't tell you how much of a dream it's been. It's, it's just, it's just been a dream come true, really. Oh man, I, I, I am jealous of, of, of being a nomad um, you know, with, with a camera. That, that, that strikes me as, as at least one version of what heaven's going to be. Okay, <laughs> I'm looking at your website and, and you've mm-hmm. got several galleries, you know, like, like many people do. And, mm-hmm. and all of them are obviously quite good. But, you know, a couple of them, you know, raise, raise some questions for me that I'd love to hear you talk about. Uh, your first gallery is, is just a set of candids, travel mm-hmm. candids. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and yours do speak to me. There's something in all of them um, that is is beyond just sort of the perfunctory or, or the mundane. Mm-hmm. What what makes a candid speak? 
Oh, that is a that is a difficult question to answer. I will give it my best shot, and, and okay. I guess that you know the answer will likely change depending on who you speak to. So, it, in terms of what what speaks to me, I've I've never been with 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 candid photography. I've I've never been into kind of the the coincidences or or things like that. I, I a candid photo to me is is kind of like humanity in its in its purest form as a, as a foundation for the image. Then you know you'll you'll see my candid stuff. Pretty much all of it is is in color. Mm-hmm. Color is very important to me. You know, I I, I see. I was about to say I see the world in color. Pretty much everybody sees the world in color. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like the rest of us. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like everyone else. But no, I I would say that that that, that color and vibrancy really does it it it, it does speak to me. I, I'm I'm attracted to it. So so I want to incorporate that in 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 my photographs, but really it's just the, 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 the rawest, sorry, rawest, rawest of, of human actions. Now, if, if, if anyone wants to go over to my, my candid gallery, that's listening to this, my, my, my favorite photograph in that one may, may not be, may not speak or, or stand out from the rest, but it's, it's a, it's a photograph of a couple embracing in a cuddle. You, now wait, you, you have two pictures of people hugging. So which one? Do I, do I have two? Yeah, God, I, I, there, I love there, there's there's a man and a woman who's sort oh, of alone. Yeah, He's got a, yeah, a purple yeah. backpack. Then there's a couple in a more populated yeah. scene. I love huggers, don't I? Clearly, um, it's it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's the guy with with the purple backpack and um, okay. and his girlfriend. And and I'm I'm looking at it now because it helps me speak speak better. And it's just I can see his face and just how much he cares about this person i don't know their relationship it could be romantic it could be family mm-hmm. it could, could be anything uh friendship who cares but what's genuine is that these two people who were surrounded by a bunch of strangers you know they're in their own moment and they're in their own world and and they're coming together and nothing else matters but showing how much love and affection they have for each other and and you know I, i'm not gonna start crying or anything but it, it does it makes <laughs> it, 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 it makes me emotional and 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 i guess as cliche as it might sound, something that just makes me feel something as a consumer is where I, as a consumer of the environment, I mean, not of the photograph, of, of the environment, that's where I think, okay, this makes a good, candid image. It, it, it's made me connect to something within me. It's made me think about how I feel about what I'm seeing in a very, very short amount of time, obviously. And hopefully that can transmute to people who are also kind of viewing my candid images. It makes them look within themselves and, and, and try and feel something. Um, I don't know how airy fairy that sounds, but it, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of the truth. It's well, it's the truth from my perspective. Well, I, I want to ask you about this image and, and uh, one of my favorites, a couple uh, further on in, in the gallery, but with this image, w- was the composition purely serendipitous or were you able to look at the shadows and the light uh, and, you know, and take one or two steps left or right to get not, not only a good moment, but a good composition? So it, it was, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I took this about six years ago, so I don't have fresh memory of it. But what I do remember is I took this photograph just before I was jumping on a bus. Uh, on a bus. It was in Spain. I was traveling from Barcelona to Valencia and I saw them and I was, and the guy's like, the the the, the bus driver guy, he's like, you know, vamos let's go let's go <laughs> and i'm like yeah i know you don't un- understand why that's really important to me but i have to photograph this so it was very kind of quick and i didn't i didn't have time to kind of 
I'd be lying if I said, you know, I was considering the shadows and the lighting. And it, it was very much as you see. I, I'll have cropped in a little bit, but the angle I'm at, I'm, I'm very much straight ahead of them. The only thing I'm looking at when I see that is them embracing each other. I get the shot and then I get get my bags on the bus and, and off we go. Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of of those of us that do street photography you know feel really blessed when the world conspires to give us uh through no fault or, or you know inside of our own but to give us a good composition and and the talent is is not only to create but to recognize um and we can go back to the you know, the old cliche the decisive moment where everything comes together uh and 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 suddenly they're right in front of us and if we're if we're lucky we've got a camera in our hand tell me about a few images later, the young the young woman reading a book on a street corner. Ah, yes, New York. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yes. New York. Okay. <laughs> I, I I love this image, and all it is is a young woman reading a book on a street yeah. corner, and yet yeah. it is so much more. See, the, the, and and this is I I I I'll be the first to confess uh, and. I mean, in terms of a technical perspective, my, my work is very simple. It's, 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 this, this photo is, I mean, where are you from in the States, Scott, do, if you don't mind me asking? Born in Kansas City, grew up in Chicago, a lot of time, a lot of places, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm in the middle of the country up north right now. Do you know, do you know New York much? Have you, have you, have you been? Very well, yes. Okay, yes. okay, cool. So, and, and, and anyone that hasn't been, um, New York is exactly what you imagine it to be. It's just, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like London on Adderall is, 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 is what I would describe it as. It's so fast paced. Everyone's kind of just, you know, I, I, even I, who, 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 who not grew up, who spent a lot of time in London for the five years and got used to that kind of mentality, even in New York, I was like, people are quick here. So here we are. And there's this woman who's just completely going against the rules of the city. It's in Manhattan. She's like, you know what? I appreciate everyone's got somewhere to be. Everyone's, you know, sending emails or firing off texts or whatever people do. And she's like, I've got a chapter in my book to read. And I'm going to read it right now in the middle of all this. And it was calming, you know, very calming. So I took the shot. You know, that is not a word I would have used for this image. Calming. Yeah, I mean, be, be, because there, there is clearly a breeze going left to right in, in this image. Her hair is flying, the ribbons off her shirt are flying, and then you have the echoes of that in the street poles over her head. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have everybody in the image looking you know, into the wind. Um, so, yes, she's reading, but she's reading in, a, a, you know, a fairly good breeze, it looks like. Um, and th that kind of energy you know, surrounding her is, would have been the first thing that I noticed. Um, that, that, yes. It, isn't that the most beautiful thing? This is what, why I love candid photography as well, because n neither of us are right or wrong. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like, that's how I see that scenario and you see it from, from your perspective. And, and, and that, this is why I, you know, I'm not going to get too hyperactive about the topic, but I this is why I love it so much is because it, we can look at the same thing, but have completely kind of a different response and feeling and I'm not precious either. If, you know, if, if I see that and I'm like, well, I hope people look at that and feel as calm as I did when I made it. If they don't, I'm not like, oh, I've, I've failed. The, the, there's, there's the, whatever message anyone receives and the diversity of, of, of candid or street photography, whatever you want to call it, the, the diversity of opinion and reaction is, yeah, it's why I love it so much. It's, it's, yeah. it's uh, so addictive. 
let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. Your next gallery is called World. A lot of travel pictures in here, a lot of landscape. But we, we go from candids, which are filled with interesting, dynamic people, to a gallery almost completely without people. Mm-hmm. Is, is this intentional, or, or is this just the, an accident of organization when you're putting the galleries together? No, it's, it's, it's intentional. There's, there's no, no, no real big reason behind it. It's just, I think, you know, we live in a very beautiful world i mean it's a, I, I can't explain this earth I, I don't know what it is or why it is but all i know is that it's beautiful and, and sometimes we have to just or i feel i just have to remove people from the frame and be like hey take a look at this this is pretty cool right and mm-hmm. and, and and that's why i do it because I, I think i think the world sometimes deserves its own stage without 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 humans getting in on the act I'm going to skip over a series here because we're going to come back to it and talk about it a good bit in a second. But of course, after world, then comes people, portraits. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, so you're hitting every chord here. You're hitting every you know kind of photography. Do you and and, and there's one here I want to ask you about too. But do do you see yourself as a particular kind of photographer or simply a person who is a photographer, whatever the world may put in front of you? Uh, Definitely more the latter, you know, of if I've got my camera and I see something and I think, okay, let's, let's, let's document that. I'm, I'm going to do it. I, I, I don't, even though I've got kind of a portrait gallery, I, I certainly don't resonate with being a portrait photographer. I'm not trained in pro- portraiture. I, if, if I was actually to do a, an actual portrait shoot where there were models and stuff, I'd, I'd have, I'd have a meltdown to be honest with you, Scott. I'd, 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 I have no idea what you should do. And, but that gallery on my site is, it, it's more about that kind of, it's candid as well in the sense that it's these, these people aren't booked in or arranged. It's just, Hey, I think you're a cool person. Can I make your photograph? We spend a few minutes having a chat and, and you know we may share if they want the image, then we'll we'll, we'll swap details and, and let them get on their merry way. But but yeah, if, if if I guess you could say I'm a travel and street photographer with a little bit of street portraits in there. But you know I I just like photographing things that okay. I like. <laughs> you you just hit upon something that strikes fear into the hearts of of many many photographers, um, yeah. and that's the, the act of walking up to a stranger saying hello. You've got a cool look. Can I take your picture? Mm-hmm. It, does that um, give you a, a sense of trepidation and fear? Is it natural for you? And then how? I mean, well, here there is a picture of a of a young woman smoking a cigarette or a joint. I can't quite tell which. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, it's blown smoke out of her mouth and stuff. Walk me through the narrative of, of that whole session. Okay. So, I mean, it was a joint. I, I don't, I can, I hope I can confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just saw her and she was just, again, just another person in, in, um, in her own element, just, living her life, having her day, taking a moment out to herself, which I 
quickly disrupted. But um, yeah, I just, I saw her, I was walking past her and I was like, I kind of, what I do sometimes is uh, if, if depending on how the energy feels, and I know that sounds a little bit hard to describe, but sometimes I'll, I'll kind of like, Hey, let me t- take your photograph. And whilst I'm doing that before I've, you know, I'm, I'm already lifting my camera up. So it kind of makes them think, okay, this, this is happening. So let's, they just go along with it. And this girl was just so relaxed. I said, Hey, you look cool. Let me make your photograph. And she was like, yeah, okay. And then she just carried, she, she didn't change. She, and, and I didn't want her to, she didn't change. She, she was just like, I'm not going to do anything differently. I'll, I'll look at your lens, but I'm still going to smoke and I'm still going to listen to what I'm listening to, which, which I loved. I was like, I don't want you to become, I want you to be you and, and continue being that. Um, I took her photograph and on this particular occasion, we, we had no conversation afterwards. There was no dialogue other than, can mm-hmm. I make a photograph? Yes, I did it. I gave her a little fist bump and she gave me, you know, she fist bumped me back yep. and off we went. Have a good day. And so she's never seen, as far as you know, she's never seen this image. No. And a, a lot of them, excuse me, a lot of them, especially on my travels, because if there's a language barrier and things like that, or, you know, depending on the circumstance, we may not always swap deeds. So I've got a lot of photographs of, of people who don't have it back. And, and that makes me sad in a way. But, you know, to balance it out, there's also a lot of people who do receive. Who do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in, in my practice, if I get a shot like this, that's relatively good. I will turn the back of the camera around to them and yeah. say, clearly, clearly not done, but th- this is, you know, the, the beginning and they get a smile and go on. Yeah. But, but tell, tell me a bit more about approaching strangers. Well, yeah. So I can admit this now because I'm a grown man, but, um, but I don't rightly or wrongly. I think rightly when growing up, my mum she, she always encouraged me to speak to strangers. And I know that's kind of like, <laughs> 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 a little contrary there okay yeah. obviously she said she never said and then get in their car and drive off with them you know yes. she was very clear yes. about the boundaries but, <laughs> but but yes so ever since i was a, a child i was just always encouraged to to speak to people um and that's not to say that i don't get a little bit nervous and I, i'll go through phases you know where i'm like I, i'm not feeling extroverted in this time of my life and then and then I probably won't make as many street photographs, but, but yeah, when, when I'm in that kind of motivated mindset of, yeah, let's just go out and make some portraits of strangers, then yeah, really, I just, I see someone and I, I don't, I don't think about it. I just, I just go up and what's the worst that can happen? You know, they say no and you go, yeah. oh, okay. And you know, if it, at first, and, and I've had many rejections in many parts of life, if I'm honest, but, um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah, I mean, you know, at first hearing no makes you think, oh, well, I didn't get what I wanted. Well, you know, once you've once you accept that that's life, we don't always get what we want. You just you get on and you find someone else to photograph, and they'll say yes. And yeah, nine times out of ten, it's a good experience. So why not do it? Do do you often seek um, acknowledgement, if not permission? If it's a portrait, yes. If I'm out doing kind like in the candid gallery none of right. those no none of those are, are with permission they're, they're mm-hmm. with respect but not not you know permission in the in the traditional sense but with with portraits you know um yeah i, I okay. I'll, I'll always ask because I, a big part of it for me is is having that actual interaction if that makes sense that that kind of hey we, we were two strangers and now we've 
done something kind of cool for a few moments and that makes the world go round. So that was cool. And then that's it. Mm. What do you mean? You said with respect for the candidates. What do you mean? Well, and this isn't, you know, this is not to say that there's street photographers out there that aren't respectful, but I think sometimes you can get a vibe about people who may not necessarily want a camera. And I, I can't explain how you have that, how I have that kind of vibe, but you, you, mm-hmm. you, I, I keep my space, you know, I don't get too close. I shoot with, well, it'd be a 50, around about a 50 millimeter equivalent. Um, so I don't need to get too close, but obviously I can't, can't get too far. And it's just kind of my demeanor. It isn't, I think my body language isn't very much, I don't care about how you feel about this. I, I, I try and I always have a smile on my face. So if after the fact there's, there's kind of a, an interaction, you know, if we make eye contact or they've like, Hey, did you just take my photo? The first thing they see is just me with a certain kind of demeanor that says there's no bad intention here. And, and right. I, I, I very rarely have confrontation. Um, very, very rarely where there's maybe some street photographers who I'm not saying are disrespectful, but they tend to have more confrontation. And I think, I think it really does come down to body language and how you see what we're doing. And I, I think, I think we have to say, yeah, legally we're doing nothing wrong, but there's, there's kind of a, uh, we have to have a mindset that some people may not be okay with it. And we have to be respectful of that. And if you kind of carry that within your body language, that's where I say, you know, it's not per- with permission, but it's with respect. I, I love that distinction because I, I think, yeah, th- there are street photographers out there who are exploiting others, who, who are making people look much worse than perhaps they, norm- they normally do uh, for spectacle, for shock value, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I disagree with that completely. I, I love this idea of with respect and then, you know, if, if it doesn't ruin the moment with acknowledgement and permission. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's funny how those change, though, based on your relationship to the town you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might in, let's say, India, take all sorts of images of poverty and then avoid that same issue in my own home, in my hometown. And that is my problem. That, 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 that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's an ethic that I'm bringing that I need to come to grips with, um, you know, because of my... Re- Why do you think that is, if, if, if you're happy to elaborate on it? Um, disconnection, you know, when I'm, when I'm someplace else, I don't feel perhaps the, the gravitas. I mean, certainly, you know, I, I, I feel the empathy, but it, it, it's, it's, you know, there, there, there's a difference between the personal and the private. And sometimes that, that's a really difficult uh, border to negotiate or you negotiate it every single day, I think. Tell me, let's switch gears a little bit, because you've got a new project. You, you, you've got a couple of new projects, actually. Um, but one, one that you are working on with your photography is called Twin Cities. And it's a hell of an idea. Uh, so just start from the beginning. I mean, explain the idea, tell people um, how it came to you, and what's going on here. Sure. So it's all been made um in in leeds in my city um mm-hmm. which i'm really happy with because to, to actually start a project in 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 what is my my birth home is is a wonderful thing but i was i was creating all these images and if you're on my website there's there's a set of images one that will just say in kind of dull gray light and some in 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 vibrant well-lit blue skies light mm-hmm. and the images started initially 
just me photographing Leeds in in this beautiful sunlight with the blue skies and all these vibrant parts of of the city that weren't necessarily there when I was when I was last here. And when I would review my images, because I review them quite a bit, I it's it, I would have this this just real happy feeling inside me. It, it would release kind of some endorphins or, or serotonin, whatever chemicals in my brain, and, and, and I'd feel really upbeat. And then England being England, the sunshine did not last long. And, <laughs> and I, I was at um, one of my local coffee shops, and I often go to coffee shops to, this sounds really silly, but I'm going to say it, I, I go to coffee shops to think. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. that sounds, might sound ridiculous, but, but yeah, I, I just sit, you know, no, no, no smartphones, no distractions. And I just think about life. And uh, on this one particular occasion, the, the, the weather's just terrible. And I'm in a kind of down mood. I'm like so uninspired. And I'm like, hang on a minute, this could kind of perhaps make a good idea for, for, for a series where I take two images in, in the same spot, but in very different environments in, in, and, and it wasn't about kind of showing you the impact of, of light. Like when I, someone wrote an article and about how it highlights how light can change a photograph. It, it, that wasn't the, the kind of thing I wanted to, the message I wanted to send. I wanted to show how, how our environment and the conditions of our environment can change how we feel about the world within ourselves. Maybe, maybe I was overreaching with that, with that message, but that's how it, how it was for me. And I wanted to put these photographs, you know, one with blue skies and one with kind of like rainfall and, and just gray, gloomy weather. And like, Hey, this is the same scene. So it's the same location, the same spot, but I don't feel the same feelings. You know, when I look at the vibrant one, I'm like, Hey, I want to be there. I want to get out. I want to explore the world. I want to live life. And when I see the, the more miserable environment, I'm like, I just want to stay inside and watch. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I, I wanted it kind of to be the catalyst for hopefully for people to be like, you know, how, how we feel about our environment isn't necessarily about, what the what 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 the what the city what Leeds offers? I guess it was very personal. It, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily about Leeds not having things to offer. It's just how I choose to view what's around me. Um, and and these kind of contrasting images kind of made me realize that that you know there's there's one image I'm, I'm looking at now. It says Playhouse, and that's that's yep. one of that's one of our theaters. And regardless of if it's uh, you know a, 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 a miserable day or or, or or a beautiful day, like we have so much in this city, so much to offer, um, and that makes me feel good. So yeah, I don't know if I've explained that quite well, but um, but yeah, that's the, the intention is to 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 help people explore how the, the the conditions of our environment influence how we feel and think about it on a daily basis. Are you presenting these as diptychs when, when they're shown? Are they? Are, do you want them seen simultaneously, or do you do you want a kind of progression so that you get one emotional response and then have that subverted by the very next image? See that I thought about this. Um, the reason why Good. I chose well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the reason why, at, at least on my website, why I chose not to do them side by side is because 
you're then digesting the same scene at the same time. So I wanted it to, maybe I should put a bit of a, 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 I'm just thinking out loud here, but maybe I should put an artist statement at the front of it to intro it, but I'm not very good at them. So yeah, I've tried to not have them side by side because I want people to kind of digest each scene independently of each other but then kind of hopefully as you start going through them there's I think there's 24 images in total you start to see patterns within yourself and and obviously quickly work out what's going on mm-hmm. hopefully why why did you choose to put the sunlit picture the more sunlit picture second so th- this becomes an optimistic series you, you start with the gray and the dreary yes and and then then the world explodes you could have made the you could have made a pessimistic argument you could have started with the you know oh gee it's sunny but that's not gonna last <laughs> so y- you are directing my emotional narrative with the yes. organization here why I'm- very glad you yes that makes me happy that that you've picked up on that because it wasn't it wasn't by coincidence i i did purpose i'm I, this sounds really i'm just a happy go lucky person but I, I kind of am i'm i'm a very optimistic person and, and i want okay. to kind of you know this this sounds terrible but drag people down and then lift them back up um in in a very brief way and because you know what why i i want i want that first kind of reaction to be like well, this place isn't very good. I don't really like this place. Let's see what's next. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, actually, this this pl- I want to kind of challenge what people see. And and, and an, another reason, Scott, is the, the north of England is 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 from, from my experience of traveling and just kind of living also in England. You know, it it it, it gets a lot of negative press unfairly. In my, my I don't know what the equivalent is in the states, but it you know it's it's kind of just it's seen as where all the commoners are from and people look down on the north of England and, and it couldn't be no. further away from the truth. You know, it's, it's a beautiful part of the world. We, we, we've got beautiful people here. Some of the nicest people in the world. Um, if I, if you don't mind me say, if I can say so myself. Um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to kind of people be like, Oh yeah, classic. Yeah. Great England. Yeah. I know about all this. And then pow, didn't see that one coming. Did you? And then challenge people's kind of stereotypical view of what the north of england is always like and it's not true yes it does get miserable a lot but we have we have a beautiful we have beautiful cities beautiful people and it can at times be a beautiful environment as well these these images are not summer and winter by the way i mean what what is the farthest apart that two that two images of the same place were actually taken one week one really yeah i did this in a week i um Yes. So this was in, it will have been in um, kind of springtime on paper. It wasn't that kind of climate, but um, it never is. But yeah, so it was literally done within a week. I mean, we we, we can go from that between in 24 hours, to be honest with you. I, I could have probably done it in 24 <laughs> hours if, if, I'd have, if I'd have had the, the, the time. But yeah, this was a, a very quick series to make. And it, it, sorry, if I could... I'm, I'm sticking on point, but if I could kind of just raise, raise a point as well um, sure, on, sure. on the top topic of projects, I think, and I include myself in this, sometimes as photographers, we think, you know, a project, if, if it's going to have any success and however you want to measure success, um, this is technically a project that anyone ever really cared about that that I've done other than my candid work and, and, and my travel stuff, which isn't necessarily a project, but in terms of kind of like an idea that I've had and presented to, to people. This is the first time, you know, a lot of kind of different 
publications and things like that have gone, hey, we like this. Um, and I think sometimes we think as photographers, oh, to have a project, we have to think about it for a long time. We have to have a big, massive plan and it has to span. I was just sat in a coffee shop. I had an idea. I did it within a week. And then here I am, you know, having a conversation about it. So I just want to make the point to, to maybe some photographers who are maybe a little uh, newer or a little bit more kind of maybe have some self-doubt that, we, we, you can come up with some something captivating very quickly, um, and time and things like that don't really matter if it's a if it's a good idea. Um, and I say that modestly, um, then it's a good idea. Absolutely. Um, I, I know in my own life, I've got a project that is a, a year long project, and I had the idea first. I've had projects where I've just been looking at my photographs and say, "Oh, gee, I seem to have an awful lot of pictures about this." You know, <laughs> no, no intent whatsoever, except then the editor's eye going back through them, yeah, um, and, and saying, "Oh, I didn't know I, I was interested in that." Yeah. Okay, man. You have another part of your career which is as writer, as uh, editor, and you got to you have a thing out there now called them frames yes tell me about that so them frames is 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 purely just um passion pure passion um i my, my writing career is obviously my writing career but i i i just love meeting photographers and 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 doing interviews with them and just learning about them um i've not been as active with it i, I try and do one a week but I've, I'm not being as active with it as, as, as I have in the past, but it, we, we still do a few a month and yeah, it's just a space for me to just highlight other photographers work. I, you know, sometimes I'll put a few how to's in there or opinion based mm -hmm. pieces, but, um, but, and that's usually just when I don't, when, <laughs> no disrespect to them, but you know, we just, when photographers don't send the questions back when they said they were going to. So sometimes <laughs> I'll have to be like, <laughs> and I've had that happen. You know, I've written, a lot of articles so it's 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 all part of it but um so yeah it's just it's just a space for me just to connect with other minds and 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 learn and understand why photographers are doing what they're doing and um yeah you know i, I don't again it, it doesn't really matter to me if it becomes a a um a full-time thing or not i i, I just mm -hmm. I, I love it and when i left um the photographer i was with the photographer for um I don't know if you're familiar with the site, but I, I was, I was yes. with them for about five years. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was just a case of I wanted full creative control, which just naturally no no writer or editor has that if they're writing for another publication. It's never going to be that way. And that that's that, that's no disrespect to, to who I've ever written for. It's just, it's just how it is, you know? Um, so I just wanted a scenario where I was like, I want to just talk about the photography I want to talk about. So I set up, I set up them frames. Well, themframes.com, everyone. The, I mean, I mean, and, and Dan, th there's a million things that, that we could talk about. I mean, <laughs> you, you know, your, your Instagram, your Twitter, and, and all the work that you've done. You have an impressive, impressive portfolio. You've got some great things going on. And I hope this picture from the flea market turns out because <laughs> now I, I'm, I'm going to wait for this one. But <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Th th this has been a great conversation. I, I am impressed. Thank you very much. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I really do. Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com. <laughs>